Hey, Jesus fans, welcome to True North Podcast, where we grow closer to God together. This podcast was brought to you by Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas, and our host, Pastor Ed Snyder. To find out more about this podcast, visit our website at truenorthdfw.org. Now let's join Pastor Snyder in a new direction and a new destination. Hey everybody, welcome back to another great episode of True North Podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us today uh, for episode number 47. And we want to say thank you, thank you, and triple thank you for being our listener. We love and appreciate your support and listenership every week here at True North Podcast. We have a new hashtag called True North Nation. We're going big. And uh, it's going to be exciting. So come on, grab something to write with, grab a cup of coffee. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. And again, thank you for joining us here at True North Podcast. We are deeply appreciative of all the support coming in not just through the podcast itself, but also through our social media outlets. Uh, A lot of positive uh, comments are coming back, and we're excited about that. Uh, You know, this thing has really done more than I would imagine. I figured when we started this podcast less than a year ago that it would uh, be a very, very slow takeoff. And I, um, I am very, very happy about uh, the growth of this of this ministry, True North Podcast. And uh, I got to looking into some of our stats and found out, of course, we are now broadcasting or, or we have listeners in 21 different countries and territories, which I'm like, wow. But then I looked further into the stats and we are in 513 cities. The top city that is listening to True North Podcast right now is Hogue, Ohio. And I'm like, where is Hogue, Ohio? Come to find out, it's the historic district of the city of Cleveland, Ohio. So we're very thankful for that. Of course, the next next biggest city is uh, for listenership is Dallas, Texas. In the to Irving, Texas, where I personally am located with Solid Rock Church, and then New Jersey, Colorado, Mississippi, and on down throughout the U.S. And so, again, we want to say thank you to all of your support and listenership. Again, if you would, please help us gain some more ground and share this podcast. If you would, grab our website at truenorthdfw.org and throw it out on your social media. We'd deeply appreciate it. Or if you know somebody that particularly uh, uh, an episode ministers to, like this one or anything else that we have uh, produced in, in apostolic content, then please uh, <clears throat> text it to somebody, email it to somebody, do something, and help us spread uh, the word. There are a lot of us out here. There's a lot of podcasters, uh, and thankfully, there are a growing number of apostolic podcasters, and I am very, very thankful for that. Okay, so let's dive into today's episode, The Extraordinary from the Ordinary. Now, this is a part of our little series that we're doing here on the podcast called Pursuit of Purpose, and uh, <clears throat> we um 
I feel like it's very important, very important that we understand that all of us, you, you that's sitting in your automobile, your living room, your office, or you're walking down the street listening to this uh, through an earbud from your phone. It, it's important that you understand you have a purpose in life. God had a blueprint, has a blueprint all laid out before the day you were born. When you became a person in your mother's womb, there was a purpose in place. There was a plan in place in the kingdom of God, and you have that purpose. Now, our responsibility is to find that purpose, to seek after God, to pray, to fast, to study the word, and to find the will of God, the purpose of God in our lives. One of the things that I feel like that that rob a lot of people of doing great things in the kingdom or to even pursue the purpose that God has for them is, of course, fear, fear that they might not be able to match up, fear that they might not be able to accomplish. Uh, I get that. I understand that. But you got to start somewhere. Steve Harvey wrote a book, uh, something of the of the uh, title "You Got to Jump" or something about jump. In other words, you got to make that move. You got to take that risk. You got to jump and go out there and get it done. All right. Now, if God be for us, who can be against us? They'll try. They will, the the enemy will try to discourage you, will try to defeat you. There'll be potholes uh, in the road, and there will be bumps, there will be setbacks, uh, and there'll be times that you feel like, I can't do this, but you can. You can do this because you may feel ordinary, but you are extraordinary in the eyes of God. You're also extraordinary in the fact that he, God, is with you. If you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you are living according to the word of God, you have authority, you have power. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You just got to keep pushing. You just got to keep pursuing. You just got to keep going after it. You got to get hungry for your purpose and accomplishing great things in the kingdom. One thing that I learned a long time ago is big things don't happen overnight. It takes time to build something big in the kingdom. And we've got to realize that there is an investment in time. There is, you've got to put in the time and the work to do something in the kingdom of God. So I I just feel like I need to share that with somebody in our listening audience today that's hearing this podcast. It's going to be all right. You've got what it takes. You just got to find it. You just got to go on the leading of the Lord and let the anointing of the Holy Ghost come upon you, and you can do great things. Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13, the Bible says, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. This is Paul talking to the church at Philippi, and he's talking about their generosity. Verse 10 goes on, Through your you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Ah, okay. 
All right, Paul, what are you talking about there? You 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 flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Now that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know that I know how to be abased and how to abound wherever and in all things. I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Here's the bomb. Are you ready? Here's the drop. Verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You may lack opportunity. You may have the care. I care about this. You may have a desire in your heart to do something in the kingdom of God, but you lack the opportunity. That's what we're talking about today is in pursuit of purpose. Pursue that purpose or opportunity. But one thing that you need to overcome and one thing that we're going to dedicate our time together right now is the fact that I can do all things. But I, I, uh, uh, well, um, I, you know, no, just forget about all the excuses. Forget about what you think is shortcomings, because through the shortcomings, God can use and do great things out of those shortcomings. Why? Because of verse 13. I can do all things through Christ. You know, folks, everybody, oh, pastor, you got a great voice. Yeah, okay, thank you. You, you know, oh, you've, you, you did great preaching. Man, I really enjoyed that message. And thank God for the great response for Control the Beast, uh, the book. I, I, am, I am flattered. I am amazed at all of the positive uh, that we're receiving from the book called Control the Beast, a guide to, uh, to con- uh, managing your emotions. It's just my story. It's just what God has brought me through. Do you think I think I'm a great writer? Absolutely not. I am not a great writer, and I am not a great speaker. I realize that my strength comes through God. My talents, my abilities, my skills all come through God. It's the Rush Limbaugh thing, talent on loan from God. And, and, you know, I know uh, perhaps Rush was a great guy and, and a fantastic conservative and all of that, uh, full of the Holy Ghost. No, unfortunately. However, he understood where his talent came from. And that's you and I. We need to understand where our talent does come from. I can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthens me. And ladies and gentlemen, when we realize that, the excuses will go away. You know, I I love the stories in the scripture where people are called by God to do something special for him. And, And here's what I love about those stories. These people are just like you and me, just common, everyday, ordinary people, fishermen, tax collectors, just common people, let's let's say in our terms, just good old blue-collar workers that are out there trying to scratch out a living and provide for their families. You know, Moses was living on the backside of the desert, a total failure as the prince of Egypt, and God called him to deliver a nation. When Goliath was taunting the Israelites, everyone discounted David as a teenage shepherd boy. In fact, the Bible says he was ruddy and of a fair countenance. In other words, in our terminology today, he was a scrawny, pale kid. 
but God didn't discredit him or discounted him. David defeated the giant and became the king of a nation. How about Nehemiah? He was living in Persia in complete obscurity, serving as a cupbearer, and God called him to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. How about a farm-raised, young, 18-year-old teenage girl named Mary living in Nazareth when God called her to be the mother of the Messiah? Ordinary people, just like you and me. How about Simon Peter, who had lived and died an ordinary fisherman, except that Jesus called him to establish the church, the early church. It was that man that backslid and denied Christ three times and could have washed up and said, I am a failure. I am, a, I am not a loyal person. I disappointed Christ, but yet it was him that stood up and said, these men are not drunken as you suppose, being it's the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, that that in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. It was that man that preached the first message of Pentecost, and 3,000 people received the Holy Ghost that day. Just common, everyday, ordinary people. How about Gideon commanded his 300 men to surround the camp of the enemy, making the, that it seemed that the Mennonites was, was greatly outnumbered, then blow the trumpet on every, every side and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. And when the Midianites heard the trumpets and saw the torches surrounding the camp, they cried out and fled a triumphant victory for Gideon and the Israelites. Do you see the pattern here? Do you see what's really going on by what God is trying to show you today and tell you? Just ordinary people, but doing extraordinary things, raising up a nation, rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, 300 defeating all of the camp of the enemy. Greater is he, Christ, that is in you than he, the devil, that is in the world. You need to understand something today. God is bringing you to a point to make you realize he's got something for you. Now, here's something that we have to realize, folks. If they can, you can do anything for God. I can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthens me. With God, the extraordinary comes out of ordinary people. That's his specialty. We need some dreamers. You need to be a dreamer. What do you dream of doing? I remember, you know, of course, some of you may know my my history, my background. I'm a fifth-generation Pentecostal. My great-grandmother got in into uh, the church and raised my grandmother, my mother, my sister, my myself, and now I have raised, or we, my wife and I, has raised our two children uh, in Pentecost. My son is getting ready to get married, and by the way, uh, by the time you're listening to this, we will be in Savoy, Texas. Uh, our son is getting married this Tuesday at 2 o'clock, 
and uh, he is marrying a beautiful young lady, super talented, and a pastor's daughter raised in a pastor's home. And we're so thankful that another generation is coming up to do great things in the kingdom of God. Anyway, back to it. Uh, what what do you need, or what do you dream of? And, and when I when I was twelve years old, I received the Holy Ghost. When I was thirteen years old, one year later, at youth camp, God called me to preach the gospel, and I dreamed. I dreamed one day I was going to be an evangelist and traveled all over the place and preached revivals, and then I was going to pastor. Then I was going to pastor a church. We ended up planting four churches, but that was the dream. And and did they make fun of me? Yes. And guess what? I spent a year in Christian school, and they were the worst. They made fun of me unmercifully. Oh, you're going to be an evangelist. You're going to be a pastor. But you know what? All those kids that made fun of me in my Christian high school are living lives of destitution. They're divorced. They're backslid. It's a shame. Anyway, God, you dream the dream. You you hang on to that dream, and then you work to fulfill the dream that God is giving you. Now, faith works but it has to have wisdom. Okay, we all know the phrase, faith without works is dead. You can't just say, okay, we're going to do great things for the kingdom of God, and then go home and sit out on your couch and drink Diet Pepsi and wait for it to walk in the door. It doesn't work that way. You got to dream the dream. You've got to you got to get a dream that I want to I want to accomplish thus and so. I want to do this and this and this and and therefore you're going to believe God. God is going to open doors of opportunity. God's going to supply you with the with the talent and the skill. If nothing else, develop that with the leading of the Lord. Because you see, as Paul said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Okay. But faith without works, yes, is dead. But we need to exercise wisdom in our faith as well as put it to work. So we need to be smart about it. You know, the leadership training is is don't work hard, work smart. And, of course, if you knew me, I'm a workaholic. You know, I'm always saying my name is Ed Snyder, and I am a workaholic. Uh, however, we have got to realize that that without the work, the faith can't go. But we also got to be smart. My philosophy is work hard and smart. Be smart about working hard. Anyway, a little bit out of my scary mind. So we need to exercise that wisdom. We need to exercise everything that we have and do. Now, how, do, how can we prove to ourselves that we can do anything that we set our mind to do? My mother's name was Wanda Snyder, and I always tease, from the book of Wanda, chapter 2 and verse 5, you can do anything that you set your mind to do. Verse, the next verse is, God helps those who help themselves. It's just little things my mother instilled in me as I was growing up. And one of those things is, you can do anything you set your mind to do but and especially if you lace it with the will of God. In the Bible, the Tower of Babel is proof that humans can do anything they set their mind to do. God commanded everyone to spread out, everyone to go your way and replenish the earth. Yet they disobeyed God and stayed together and built a tower that reached the heavens. 
Now, when God came back and saw their disobedience, he confounded their language and they had no choice but to scatter and go replenish the earth and do what God's will is. So there's a little lesson in there, folks. When God tells you to do something, you better do it. But on the other hand, the second lesson in that, even in disobedience, humans have the power to do what they set their minds to do. Now, again, this thing is all about encouraging you to find your purpose in the will of God for the kingdom of God and let the power of the Holy Ghost drive you and supply you with everything you need to do an extraordinary thing from an ordinary person. Okay? You know, if we were all in one room at this time, I'd have everyone shout, I can believe that. I can. You can do anything through Christ that strengthens you. Anything you set your mind to do with the will of God, it can be accomplished. So we've got to realize I can. And in fact, if you want to, if you're just sitting somewhere where people don't think you've lost your mind, go ahead and shout out, I can. And then I want you to shout all things. Do it. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens anything and everything you can do. Just set your mind to do it. What is God calling you to do? What is your dream? What what do you want to accomplish in the kingdom of God? Don't worry about what other people's going to think about. Folks, let me tell you something. There are haters out there. I've got haters. All right? They do one thing extremely well. That's hate. But you cannot let the haters discourage you. If if you've got if you're if you're getting fought on every, every which way, all right, good. You know what I do? That's a measurement for me. If I'm being fought, if hell is coming against me, if if the naysayers are running their mouths, if the haters are hating, I must be on the right track. Because I've done tried to do things in the kingdom of God. There was no resistance and it scared me to death. So again, what's your dream? What do you want to accomplish? And don't worry about the haters, because if God's called you to do it, then he's going to take care of you and provide the way for you to get it done. Amen. So God uses ordinary people to do ordinary things. He uses improbable men and women who have nothing of their own but their faithfulness and their willing to say, willingness to say, yes, Lord, I'll go. I'll do it. I'll make it happen. The extraordinary comes from the ordinary. So again, I ask you, as we're starting to close out our time together, what has God called you to do? Better yet, what is the passion that is in your heart? What are you passionate about? Perhaps, and I'm, I'm going to try to help you as we have a few minutes left here in, in our, our time together. What is What has God called you out of? What has God saved you from? Does God, is your purpose to go back and win others? Uh, we, we have a homeless ministry, and, and the gentleman that led that homeless ministry was actually homeless, and God saved him from that that homelessness, and he's got a beautiful wife, a beautiful son. He owns his own home. Uh, they're both working and making money and, and living a good life. So therefore, he's reaching back to what God brought him out of. 
it's, it's something wonderful that God is going to bring out of you that is also very extraordinary. He's calling you right now. All you have to do is say, yes, Lord, I'll go, I'll do, I'll make it happen. I may not know how to do it, but I'll do it. One final, one final little testimony and a uh, story to encourage you. Years ago, a pastor had a fellow in his church that, you know, maybe not the sharpest my, uh, knife in the drawer. In other words, he had a lot of challenges. His thinking wasn't clear, but, you know, he, he got under some passion and he wanted to teach a Bible study, a home Bible study. And so his pastor said, okay, I'll tell you what, let's do this, but you only teach your family first and see how it goes. So he got him the material, he got him the chart and everything, and he and he went and he called his pal, okay, I'm on my way to say, uh, I'm going to start my Bible study with my family. Okay, call me and let me know after you're done how it all went. 20 minutes later, this fellow calls his pastor back and said, okay, pastor, I've taught my Bible study. Well, the, the Bible study really should be about 45 minutes, but anyway, 20 minutes, I've taught my Bible study. Hey, pastor, is the baptistry ready at church? Pastor says, why? He said, I got about 20 of my family that wants to get baptized tonight. And that man brought his entire family into the truth and filled with the Holy Ghost. God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. So as we close out our time together in this episode of The Extraordinary from the Ordinary, I want you to dream and dream big, but also write it on your mirror, put it on your dashboard, put it on the on the home screen of your phone. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You can do it. Be sure and, and uh, give us a comment in our website or on our social media. Once you listen to this episode, tell me how you enjoyed it. Give me some feedback. I'd love to hear from our listening audience. Until then, God bless you. Have a great day on purpose and go do something great for the kingdom of God. Thank you for joining us at True North Podcast. You can find us on iHeartRadio or any other podcasting platform. If you want to have any questions, visit us at truenorthdfw.org. We'll catch y'all next week.